Welcome to another episode of the Hot Hot Hoops podcast. Um, we got new people here today. Um, I'm Brandon Aperno, senior writer at Hot Hot Hoops. I'm joined by Diego Cazada, another senior writer at Hot Hot Hoops, and the return of site manager extraordinaire, Surya Fernandez. What's up, guys? How's it going? Good, thanks. Thanks it for was uh, a bringing win. back. <laughs> yeah, it, I'm glad they won last night, but it's like one of those wins where it's like you're not really happy, but you're glad they, they won, so. Yeah, it's kind of sad that this is what it's been reduced to this season, but you know, without further ado, let's let's get into it. Um, a couple games this week: uh, the nightmare uh, against Portland, and obviously the uh, the win last night. Um, I guess we'll we'll start in Portland. Um, let's talk about what we liked, what we disliked, and uh, I'll pass it over to Diego to start us off. Yeah, so I think. It's interesting that we have these two games to analyze because I think there's a lot of similarities in that the Heat built up, you know, double-digit leads. They had a fourth-quarter collapse, and they did lose on Tuesday, almost lost last night. And I think, you know, there are certainly things, especially in that Portland game, where I thought they played well. You know, Jimmy Butler was getting in the passing lane that sort of took me back to when he won the Steel's title in 2020-2021 in which he you know was really playing the passing lanes he was getting out for breakaway dunks but the problem is you know that season 2020-2021 Jimmy Butler had to carry them all season long you know he missed 10 games when he got COVID early in the year he had a great year I mean Zach Lowe called it I think what was it the most underrated underappreciated like great season for a player ever but then he was gassed by the time the playoffs happened and we all know how that turned out um and jimmy butler having to play 42 minutes i mean i know it went into overtime um and really just being the guy who was carrying them like when he made those four straight baskets at the end of 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 the fourth quarter it was like okay is this like d wade against the pistons in like that 06 game um yeah, and it's just like we shouldn't have to rely on Jimmy Butler to be a Charlotte Hornets team without LaMelo Ball or Gordon Hayward at home. But, you know, it is what it is, and I'm glad they pulled it out because, I mean, we'll take it because they didn't get that win and, uh, against the Trailblazers, which they should have gotten. So I'll stop there. Yeah, uh, I, guys, I'm, yeah, I'm worried. I really am. Uh, sound like they have several players out. I mean, yeah, you know, they, they've had a couple of players in and out of the lineup, but wow. I mean, they, 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 they struggled this much against, against a team. I think they were playing on the second night of a back-to-back if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they were, they were, they, they were missing. Yeah, yeah. They were missing key players. And then, yeah. Uh, they flew through they, the storm they no, I mean, and Jimmy's at, at his age, and and I, and I can identify with him. You can't do this. Uh, you know, you can't be having these kind of nights in and out. Okay, maybe against the Celtics. Uh, you know, if you a statement game, um, but not against not against the Hornets. Um, did did the Heat really need that that kind of playoff Jimmy this early in the season uh, just to get a just to get a to get a, a victory that should be? But you know what, the Heat do kind of play down to their opponents. You know, historically, they do kind of do that. But this is, this again, this is troublesome. Um, uh, yeah, and, and and yeah, we can go on and on about the news. Uh, but just those two games, they, 
I think Portland scored 20 points in the third quarter, and then they almost doubled that in the fourth. And uh, same thing happened with the Hornets. They just collapsed the offense. They, you know, they get lost. They get bogged down. I'm not even thrilled about those one-on-one isolation plays at the end of games. I mean, I don't know why they can't run a play, uh, get an easy bucket, or just get to the basket. Uh, they're really trying to go for these, you know, going for these three pointers that when they don't need, they maybe they only need one point. Sometimes they go in, uh, sometimes they don't. Ask Tyler Hero. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I, if that's the game plan, you know, this it's not it's not gonna it's not gonna be something sustainable for Jimmy or the Heat. Uh, there's a lot of other teams in the East that are that are looking good. Yeah, no, I'm right with you. Um, I'm concerned. I'm I'm really concerned. Um, Miami doesn't look how they've looked the last couple of years. They're like as a fan, they're not that fun to watch. I'm constantly waiting for them to blow big leads. Like uh, you know, that's become their MO for this season. They blew leads against Chicago in the first game. Uh obviously they blew a huge lead against uh Portland the other night, and they blew another big lead last night. Like uh we can't um we can't keep pushing games to the brink and trying to win with a Jimmy game winner or a Tyler game winner or something along those lines. It's number one, it's exhausting for the team. And number two, it just doesn't pay dividends. And, you know, like uh, Sari was saying, it's, it's one of those things where they're, you know, we're so reliant on three point shooting because they've been so good in the past at three point shooting, but this team is a tale of two halves. They're great in the first half at threes, (laughs) terrible in the second. And, you know, like, I don't understand how the third quarter has persisted since <laughs> LeBron left. You know what I mean? It's It's been a real thing. Um, and it's, you know, it's gone from team to team. But um, as, as Surrey was saying, Jimmy isn't prime D-Wade. You know, he's playing like it right now. Um, he's mm. not prime LeBron either. Like, but he shouldn't have to carry the team against a depleted Charlotte Hornets team. Um, and the only the only solace that I can find in these wins or, or yesterday's win at least is that he looked like he was having a damn fantastic time doing it. He was having, he was having a lot of fun and the team looked like they were having fun and they haven't really looked like they've been having fun uh, most of the season. So it's just one of those things where we have to kind of take a 30,000 foot view. Uh, like Sarah said, the East is strong. You got, you got a Raptors team. That's strong. Philly is strong. Brooklyn, despite their, uh, their obvious controversy <laughs> still has a decent core. Like if they ever figure it out, you know, like Miami might be looking at the plan. And then I don't think Victor Oladipo returning or even Tyler Hero returning makes this team all that different at this point. Um, so I think the cause for concern is right. It's just more or less uh, the only thing that I can kind of hope for is that they find their stride, like the 30, 11, 30, uh, 30, 11 heat did, but you know, Goran Dragic is not walking through that door. So I don't know what to say. I, is there anything that has made you guys comfortable or happy over the last, like over the last few weeks even, or, you know, like we just found out your might not even come back. Like, what do you think yeah. they should be doing? Yeah. I would say there's nothing that has me feeling confident or comfortable. I mean, I wrote a piece a couple of weeks ago now and it was basically no big beyond bam. And I will give Dwayne Dedman credit. He has played a little bit better lately. He took a couple games off on that West Coast swing. I mean, he did okay last night. He had that nice up and under move when oh, Jimmy, really? as he as he often does, passes out of a wide open layup for another player. And it did go in, so I'm not gonna <laughs> blame him for that. I mean, I think I saw I heard 
Prady saying on the broadcast, you know, Jimmy Butler is sometimes unselfish to a fault. But, you know, Deadman had five fouls in 14 minutes. Bam also had five fouls. And, you know, that game went into overtimes. And because Yur is out, uh, they don't really have anyone else. Um, you know, you mentioned that there are guys in, in and out of the lineup. So you have, you know, Vic and Yurt Seven out. We don't know when they're coming back. We have uh, UD, a spot for him. And, you know, I th- he has played at least a little bit. Uh, but... <laughs> Yeah, no, no, have, fin- uh, no 15th player either. No 15th are already starting with 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was actually wondering about this, and I don't. Maybe this is just all speculation, but the news of FTX going bankrupt. Oh yeah, we I wonder yeah. if we know about Mickey Arison's money. Maybe not wanting to go into the luxury tax for that 15th player because they could use an extra body. I mean, they could use just somebody. I mean. Haywood Highsmith seems to be un- unplayable at this point, but if they could just get someone who can at least soak up a few minutes in regular... I mean, Yurt 7 actually did really well for them when Bam got hurt last year and was just, you know, be- being able to be someone who could provide steady minutes, could have, you know, these weird games, like in that game in Phoenix where he was just like, oh, he's going to be like running the offense. Uh, you know, that was like, where where did this come from? And they just find somebody and... We've been spoiled by the Heat scouting team finding these diamonds in the rough over the years. Um, but yeah, they could use an extra body. I think they really need to make a trade. Um, you know, maybe that's going to be after uh, the Deadman contract can be used and some other money frees up. But they really need to make a move. I think you don't have Jimmy Butler and just think you're just going to waste the season. I do wonder if you'd look at the Kyle Lowry contract and want to move it. I mean, I know that he and Jimmy are good friends, but Jimmy was okay with trading Goran Dragic and they were close. So I think you have to look at a lot of these things because, you know, you look at the Jimmy Butler era of the Heat and, you know, Jimmy really saved the Heat from being a team that was just fighting for the eighth seed for a few years there. Um, And you made deep playoff runs twice. And I guess we can throw out the 2020-2021 season because of you know, the quick turnaround and just a lot of things that happened that year. But I mean, there's no excuse. They had, they had a full off season. They never replaced PJ Tucker. And here they are looking a little bit, you know, like both the front office did not do a good job and maybe they banked on some players panning out that didn't happen. Like an Oladipo, like maybe a Highsmith who did not take that step that we saw Caleb Martin take. Um, yeah, and so it's just we're sitting here at um, five and seven, right? So I mean, and they were a hair from being four, from being four and eight. So yeah, definitely. And and what if that Tyler three pointer doesn't go in? You know, just you, you can play that it's game too. Yeah, you played a lot of close games. <laughs> yeah, you could keep flipping the, those those numbers around. Um, and I think I think the problem also is. Miami, just even if the whole entire team was healthy, they're a little undersized anyway. And then you throw in the fact that, yeah, Omer's not playing. Nicolas seems a little young. He, he, I mean, he is young, but he's a little raw to be able to, to play and be a difference maker in the regular season. He had some nice moments in the preseason. And I, I don't know. I mean, maybe give him some 
minutes in the against the Hornets, you know, to see what happens. Because really, after that, yeah, you have Dwayne that's Deadman that's been, yeah, he's had a couple of decent games, but I don't know. Maybe they can look to maybe move Drew Smith and move him out of, you know, maybe out of that two way contract and try to find another, yeah, diamond in the rough. Because, uh, yeah, Jamal Kane is, I think he's six seven. Uh, Haysmith is six seven too. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, there's a there's a bit of a roster imbalance, and yeah, I think I agree with Diego. I mean, I think a move has to be made. Uh, will it be enough? That that's another thing to, that we need to see. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where Miami might need to look to where they found Deadman, which was in free agency. You know, there's there are players available, but it's not like um, you know it makes me kind of upset that Micah Potter is no longer in the Heat system. You know, like yeah. someone like that is kind of what they need yeah. right now. And I hate. Yeah, I think it's with Utah, right? Yeah, I, th- I think. Or it's either Utah or the Spurs system, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But he, yeah, he's moved on. But yeah, somebody like that. But yeah. I I don't even want to suggest it. It's it's heat sacrilege. Um, and you know, people will stop listening to the podcast. But <laughs> Hassan Whiteside doesn't have a team, right? And yeah. you know, and. You know, he didn't he didn't have the best outro with Miami. Um, but it's hard to forget, you know, what he was capable of when he wasn't on a max contract. You know, this guy, this guy's out of the league now. He, he's he could be hungry again. And um, you know, it's uh I hate to suggest it, but he could grab a lot of rebounds and no one was doing it with blocks, but Hassan was. Yeah. He knows the system. Yeah. You know, if he's okay with a reduced role, I mean, it does solve the five issue. Uh, the other thing, uh, speaking of heat reunions, is Michael Beasley is no longer with the Shanghai Sharks. Also, also a potential option. I hate that we have to even suggest this, and it's fun to talk about. I mean, hell, Mario Chalmers was with the team last year. We love these little reunions, but and never played though. No, never, never played. played. It's, yeah, it's garbage. It's garbage. But um, I think we were all pretty upset about the goat not getting in. But uh, <laughs> that being said, I mean, I, I joke, but we're kind of running out of options here. And and look, Heat teams have started terribly in the past, um, and they've put it together. I mean, like. I, I think back to that 1130 uh, team where uh, we played uh, Oklahoma City and Russell Westbrook had a triple double. And I ended the article uh, saying this must uh, this must be what it feels like to be dunked on by Russell Westbrook. And this was during his MVP season. <laughs> and that's, you know, and, you know, like three months later, Miami was on a winning streak and like for the second time in a second time in a year and just finished so close to the playoffs. This team is too good to like stay at 500 forever especially since all the games have been closed it's just that you know you can't show out against um golden state one week and almost fall to charlotte uh the week after they need to find some consistency um and i think i think a trade might be the way to do it you can blow this all up mid-season you know what i mean but i also kind of get the feeling that they might gel soon um and i really would like to see if Vic is capable of anything uh tendonitis is not fun but if it really is just tendonitis, to a degree, you should be able to play through that. And uh, I don't like the Miami's running out of time is the best way I can put it. Yeah, I mean, another team that did not st- start out well was that 0506 team that ended up winning the championship. That's true. They started 10 and 10. Stan Van Gundy gets fired. Um, Pat Riley comes in just as Shaq is coming back from an injury. 
and they go, I think, 40 and 20 with Pat Riley as the head coach. I, you know, I thought the 0405 team was much better than the 0506 team, but D Wade didn't get hurt in 06 like he did in 05. And then the rest, as they say, is history. So, yeah, I mean, I think they can definitely play better. The thing about Vic that worries me is that we saw this in the playoffs last year and we saw this in the preseason is that the defense is definitely there, but the offense isn't. And that's what I'm worried about. And if you're talking about that fourth quarter last night, when Jimmy's on the bench, Bam is missing some layups, the team can't score. I think when Jimmy checked in, they had like two points or four points or something like that. The, you need to have somebody who can get buckets. Ideally, it would be Tyler Hero. Uh, Kyle Lowry is not looking for a shot, just like he wasn't looking for a shot last year, his first year in Miami. Um, yeah, so I, I do worry about the offense with Vic if he does come back, when he does come back. Um, and just to quickly talk about Hassan Whiteside, I mean, I will say that, you know, when he first joined the Heat, it was just like, wow, we went through Eric Dampier, Eddie Curry, Big Z, like all the centers that the Heat cycled through during that big three era, could not find anyone. And Mikel Gladness. Hometown hero, Joel Anthony, my guy. Yeah, Uh, Joel Anthony actually played well for them. I mean, he could set screens, he could run the floor, he could block shots. He (laughs) couldn't catch a pass from LeBron James to save his life. But, you know, he he was sort of the type of player who would fit in. Um, And, you know, Hassan Whiteside could just, like, you know, do things that some of those other uh, plotting centers who they tried could never do. Um, played well and then but we know he had his issues even before getting paid and then he continued those issues I think he really you know pissed off Spo or something uh, so I don't see it happening but I mean they, de- they definitely need some help and if Jovic is not going to get any minutes uh, if Yurt is out and Deadman is hit or miss um, yeah I don't know where else they go because unless you're going to throw UD out there, you really don't have anything, have anyone besides Bam. Yeah, yeah, and and let's not forget that that oh four oh five oh six team. The core of it is from that mega trade that I think that was the largest in in yeah. history. So the, talk about blowing up a team, but I, you know, can can you really do that with this kind of team? You know, you have Butler. I mean, I don't know how many years left he can play at this level. Um, do you really want to start sending out players and or you know, picks for future? Yeah, I mean, what do you what, you know? It's they're kind of like they can't really decide on which direction they would go. And I think in that scenario, maybe a Jay Crowder, maybe someone like that shakes free, but that might not be till the around the deadline that these teams mm-hmm. want. To do that. They're not as motivated as the Heat to make a trade. That might be too late too. Um, it's honestly, yeah. if Miami's gonna you know make a move, they need to look at teams who are also kind of stuck in the mud like i um i thought about it yesterday just based on something i heard uh in an interview but it's like you got a player like anthony davis and you got a struggling team like the lakers you know um he has very little value um i'd say compared to his mvp years uh because of all the injuries and stuff but you know this is a guy that's been um you know on record saying that i don't want to be a center i don't want to play the center bam likes to play the center you know, so you can, can you can you 
make a move like that? And then also, is it worth it? I mean, like Miami is like the, one of the most injury prone teams in the league. You know, you add an injury prone player like Anthony Davis. Um, but it's one of those. Who things. are they trading for AD though? I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just speculation at this point. Uh, yeah. But they need to get rid of uh, Russell Westbrook. Like there's uh, you know, they need to get rid of Russell Westbrook. And I think so, they could, they could get, I think the Lakers might be forced to give up draft pick. I don't know how many draft picks they have to give up, but I mean, I don't think they have this year's draft pick, to be honest with you. Right. So, I mean, it is funny to think about how people were saying in in 2020 that Anthony Davis was easily LeBron's best teammate, and we look at it now a couple years later, and it's like Anthony Davis and LeBron were supposed to be Shaq and Kobe 2.0, and what do they have to yeah. show for it? They were out of the play-in last year, and it's just like Anthony. I mean, he's a great player when he's healthy, but. I mean, it's just, you know, it's like, it's, it's these players that, you know, that are, that are struggling, that come to the heat system and basically like reclaim their careers. Like you look at something when like uh, James Johnson, who was spectacular when he was, you know, in shape for the heat, Miami probably added an extra like six years onto his career, you know, like Dion waiters was, was, uh, you know, was playing like an all-star when he, when he was with Miami. So it's like, you look at these guys who are struggling, like honestly looking at Dennis Smith jr. Um, like really, and you know, I hope he, I hope he heals up soon. Cause that was a nasty injury last night. Um, but it's like seeing him kind of turn around his career in, in Charlotte is, it was kind of reminded me of what Miami's done with so many players and that kind of thing. So it's like, you know, if they want to grab someone that, you know, is struggling or has struggled in certain situations that does have that level of talent, maybe, maybe you can get yourself like the heat version of Lamar Odom. You know what I mean? Like there's moves that they could make, you know, for even people that might not be playing for a team right now. Like Kemba, is Kemba Walker in the league? I don't think so. It's like I'm not but, saying but I'm, do you need another point guard? No, or? no, but but I mean like there, yeah. but like there's players who are of that caliber that are just yeah, you, need, the, you need someone to create offense time at times. It's true. Uh, whatever whatever position that may be, somebody has to do it. And I mean yeah. like Gabe isn't playing amazing defense right now, and that's kinda kind of his bread and butter when he's out yeah, there. So, yeah. So it, it, it is pretty crazy to 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 see that that the production between like a Kyle Lowry and, and Goran Dragic is pretty similar. And, but there's like a $20 million difference, you know? Yeah. Well, when so. Kyle is, when Kyle is on, he's on, you know, and like, and credit to Kyle, he came through with some clutch buckets last night. Like he doesn't score those, like he don't win. Um, yeah. So I think that's a little thing, but uh, yeah, if you could have got Goran for a veteran minimum, you know, over the off season, like Spend elsewhere, yeah. But that's another year in Northern Chicago, right? Yeah, that that first game when he outplayed Kyle Lowry, it's just like, and they were traded for each other yeah. back in twenty twenty one, and it's like, okay, well, I, I mean, yeah. all of Toronto hates scoring Dragic, but uh, not Miami. <laughs> still, <laughs> still love him here. What do you, what do you guys think like the development of Precious would have been if he had still been with the Heat? Um, yeah, well, I don't make that. I thought about Precious when Brandon, you were talking about Jovic not playing because you know Spo played Precious his rookie year. It wasn't always good, but he played him. Right. Um, 
like Jovic, he was a first-round pick. I know Jovic was like 27th or 28th, and I think Precious was like the 20th pick. Um, yeah, I mean, it is interesting that, I mean, if we really want to talk about that draft, we could say that he could have picked up Ty- Tyrese Maxey just as they could have drafted Jimmy Butler back in 2011 instead of Norris Cole. Um, but that's always, you know, hindsight is 2020. But yeah, I mean, you look at Precious making corner threes against the Heat and you're like, wow, I mean, it would be great if the Heat had someone like that in their system. Um, but yeah, he just did not have a good rookie year. I think he was miscast. I think they were trying to shoehorn him, in, shoehorn him into that backup center position. Right. I remember he was also really bad at free throws for some reason, which, I mean, the the Heat this year, the one good thing that they do is they do make their free throws. Um, and I think they lead the league right? years. Hmm? They lead the league right now, right? Oh, I think they do, yeah. I mean, and there was that one game when they didn't miss a free throw, but they still lost. Um, yeah, so, I mean, Precious would have, maybe, maybe some things happened with that developmental system which otherwise has had a lot of hits but still has had some misses like kz is someone who the heat really were high on didn't really pan out right yeah i think it would have been similar um precious is um mapped out a pretty good like he's injured right now and uh i think he has some torn ligaments in his in his ankle to be quite honest with you so he's gonna miss a lot of time with toronto but um Toronto and Miami are uh, are two organizations that I think are very similar to each other, especially when it comes to player development. Um, and he Nick Nurse is using him really well when he's healthy in in Toronto. He's a uh, he's a high energy guy. Um, he might not be good for a ton of points per game, but man, that he can grab rebounds. Like did he did he have twenty two boards against the Heat when we played Toronto? Was it something like that? Well, that sounds yeah, right. Like that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I don't I don't think you know like hell. Bam didn't even have average a double double until recently. To be quite honest with you, it's uh you know we don't Miami doesn't have that guy who can grab boards like that. And I think that like look, I think the Heat would have figured Precious out. Um, like he has all the physical tools necessary to be a successful player in the Heat system. It's more or less uh like. They needed to make that trade. Like, I, I know Kyle Lowry hasn't having the best year. And he's been playing for the majority of the games. He's actually been playing pretty well. Um, but he was a key, he was a key part of last year. He conducted the offense super well. He was easily the best quarterback on the team. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't regret the trade that they made. I mean, um, I, I think if Kyle doesn't get injured in the playoffs last year, uh, you know, he still had really good games against the Celtics, um, you know, to stay alive. I think they, I think they have an easier time getting past a team like the Celtics. But you know, as we panic and stuff, it's easy to forget that the Celtics started pretty terribly last year too. Yeah, they were 500 at like Christmas or also Rick or something, and then they just ran off. That's it. So you know, Precious had eight. Precious had 18 points and 11 in the first game, and then the in the second game as the Heat, he had yeah 22 rebounds, 22 oh, and 10 points. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's like Miami's good at drafting, and they're good at they're like you know even though they hate doing it, like they like Bam, <laughs> Bam and Tyler like over the last you know yeah. over the last five years like that that's pretty solid. Um, but I know they look at draft picks as collateral, so you know mm-hmm. it's one of those it's things. Not, at at any point in the time in on the court, you're gonna see the Miami Heat. Uh, all of them are homegrown. You know, you have Tyler mm-hmm. Bam. I think at one point it was Tyler Bam, Gabe, Duncan. I can't remember who. I think it was Max actually. 
Taylor they, Martin. All players, or, all players yeah. that came up with, with yeah. the Heat. I, I do like that a part of the Heat, and more often than not, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna find a good player. Uh, and then I don't know. Sometimes those players they move on, and it's like Kendrick Nunn or Tyler Johnson. Yeah. They don't really they don't really catch on elsewhere. I don't I don't know what it is. You know, because uh, the Heat get the best out of players. Spo yeah. Spo gets Spo gets the most out of players, and then when they leave. It's like, yeah. Um, that's, yeah. That's, uh, that's interesting you say that because there is a player that I would like Miami to trade back for because uh, he's actually playing decently in San Antonio, and that's Josh Richardson. I think, I think, mm. I think he would be really solid on this team. I, I, you know, I was like, you know, amazing that we traded Josh Richardson for Jimmy Butler. Uh, <laughs> in, in in hindsight. Um, it's just I always You're all about reunions. You're all about reunions today, man. I'm feeling I'm feeling a nostalgic. Nostalgic, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm just, you know, um is 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 just some of those teams were um they, they were they were also fun to watch. And you know, we had homegrown personalities, you know. Josh Richardson was a second round pick who spent uh, a good chunk of time in the D League or the G League. Or yeah, that first year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean like there are draft picks that don't always work out, uh, like Shabazz Napier. Uh, but you know, for for all of those, you get a guy like Josh Richardson, and you still, you know, put him back in the Heat culture. Let's see what he got. You probably you probably trade him for not much. Um, it's just Miami needs something. They need something to shake it up a little bit. And um, you know, I don't want to hover around five hundred uh, around in, in the new year. And I think uh, you know, the longer Miami waits to make a move, the more they become the 2020-2021 heat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, we can't – if J- Jimmy in his prime, you can't alternate amazing seasons with terrible seasons, and that's, this shouldn't mm-hmm. come right. true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think the one thing I will say is that the Heat have had a lot of home games to start the year, and they've dropped a number of them. And I think with the schedule, so they need to get this game tomorrow against the Hornets, or I don't know when this is going to go out, but they need to get the game on Saturday against the Hornets um, because they didn't get that other Toronto game. They they didn't get the Portland game. So they're 500 at all. Yeah. So you want to take care of your business at home because if they're having this many home games early, they're going to have uh a lot of road games later on in the year so they need to be awesome if it's if it we have to call it the miami arena again Uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. cool all right we're gonna take a quick break and uh we'll be back with uh with uh, chatting about the ftx and the heat naming rights in a second Yeah, so FTX today filed for bankruptcy. Uh, FTX is obviously a cryptocurrency exchange. And if you've watched the Miami Heat game in the last year or two, you know that they own the naming rights. Uh, You know that there's a lot of marketing activations in arena for FTX and crypto trading. And, you know, it's all over the court. Um, And now they have, like I said, they filed for bankruptcy. They, you know, it was a... Sorry, do you have the exact number? Was it $195 million over 19 years was the, uh, was the initial contract? It was contract? 19 years, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and they just put up the uh, sign on the roof like a month ago. Great. Love that. Love that for the Heat. Um, you know, it's one of those things where I don't think they paid it all. I think it was probably paid in installments, and now FDX obviously doesn't have the money to pay that anymore. So, 
you know, and it's obviously it's interesting because crypto was dominating the sports sponsorship game, like uh, Crypto Arena in LA, uh, formerly Staples mm-hmm. Center. Um, and if you, if anybody listening is an F1 fan, you know that your favorite driver is sponsored by uh, at least one cryptocurrency exchange. Um, so yeah, this leaves Miami in a precarious uh, situation, which probably is going to be no naming rights sponsored. And, you know, um, I think it was uh, Diego who mentioned it before, or it was, it may have been Syria. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we don't even have a 15th player on the roster. Mickey doesn't want to get into luxury tax. If, if you know, uh, Carnival Cruise Lines was hit pretty hard during uh, during COVID. Uh, that stock took a dive uh, for the most part and it's like on its way to recovering, but it's not where it was before. So what does this mean for Miami? And what does this mean for the arena? Um, I'll, I'll let you guys speak to it. Oh, yeah. I don't know what this means for the Heat. Uh, I mean, as we talked about, it seems like Mickey Arison does not want to pay the luxury tax, especially if he doesn't feel like his team is contending for a championship. And I think we can say 12 games in, they are not at that point. They still have their work cut out for them. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see that, as you mentioned, Brandon, there was all this um, sponsorship money coming in for crypto. You mentioned the LA uh, arena. We know all about the Super Bowl ads that players like Joel Embiid and LeBron James were featured in. And now we've seen that crypto has pretty much tanked this year. Um, yeah. So, I mean, who knows? I think it's getting into a lot of speculation, but I hope that, you know, as I said, they could use a 15th player. They could use a trade um, and maybe they look at, you know, Duncan Robinson and Kyle Lowry and they say, you know, here's where we can maybe shave some money off of our books, but get some maybe higher value in return. Who knows? We have to see if that's going to happen. Um, but I don't think it's a good thing at all when the FT, when FTX, um, you know, I, I didn't even, I've heard that there was something like Binance. They were trying to get some type of deal and then that fell through and seemed like a complete scam. Um, sort of took me back to the WeWork, you know, Adam Newman, like basically inflating the numbers that he was having for WeWork and then that went up in flames. And so here's just the next thing that goes up in flames. Um, but I digress. So, yeah, we just have to see what's going to happen. But I can't imagine it's a good thing for the Heat or for Mickey Arison. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I echo that. Um, it's a weird it's a weird thing. Uh, this is uh, unusual territory. Uh, and, yeah, should the name change back, like the Dolphin Stadium did, uh, if it's Miami Arena, that'd be great. And maybe bring back the old logo. Oh, you got to bring back the signage. Make Yeah, make, make a make something out of that because uh that's that's a huge deal uh for the city as well uh and for the arena um i feel like the heat have always had stable ownership and and it's always been rock solid financially but you know they've done that before uh they they've moved on from mike miller to uh, lebron's mm-hmm. annoyance uh they've always been looking to do that they're not going to be the golden state warriors not on a year that Clearly, they don't look like they're going to be contending anytime soon. I, I hate to say that. Uh, but who knows? Maybe by the deadline, they go on a nice win streak. And, you know, they, they are kind of like just that one player away. And and I still think the East is wide open. Uh, and because there are so many good teams, uh, some of them are, are bound to implode. Uh, 
mm-hmm. need to be realistic. But yeah, there will be injuries. There will be stars demanding trades out of nowhere that you didn't you had any idea that mm-hmm. that you know things were were dire between them and their and their team. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with a team like the Brooklyn Nets that are that are or, or even like the Lakers. There's there's teams like that. The Heat aren't aren't there yet. Uh, where it's chaos, basically. Um, I think with Eric Spolstra and, and the coaching staff, I, I I do feel confident that they will find a way to to maximize the best out of this roster. Uh, but as we keep saying, they, they, there there has to be a move. Uh, I don't even think a minor move is enough. Mm-hmm. And I think they might have to, if they can, if they want to do deals with teams that that clearly want to tank and want to give up good assets. Um, then, then maybe the Heat have to think about moving some draft picks because Butler isn't getting any younger. And if they can't move on from Lowry, the same thing applies. Uh, but they do have a nice young core. Uh, yeah. But that's that's for the future. Look, there's moves to be made. Um, at the end of the day, it's a business. Other, you know, like as much as we like to hone in and focus on Miami because obviously this is Miami Heat podcast and we're Miami Heat fans. Um, there are other teams there in similar circumstance or who are trying to get better at the same time. And, you know, uh, Miami does have a deep bench. There's players that can be moved. You know, I uh, I watch a team like the the Raptors because they're on all the time in, in Canada, obviously. Um, but I see players like, uh, you know, Otto Porter uh, barely, you know, just starting to get minutes of the team. And I see, say, like, veterans like Thad Young sitting on the bench, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there are players like that that are strong players and who were starters in the league not that long ago who could play well in Miami. And, uh, you know, a team like Toronto will want to get better. Like a, a team like Toronto could definitely get the most out of someone like Duncan Robinson. You know what I mean? Um, they're, you know, especially with Max Struess and, you know, there are huge players that are they're playing well. Like Max has been exceptional uh, this season, I have to say. And he's really stepped Not last night, though. Nobody I mean, he was, was he's airballing still, open threes. That's, that's he had true. that three-pointer that when they were behind, though. When he they had, were behind, one, he yeah. had a three-pointer that, that was really important in crunch time. But other yeah. than that, yeah. Other than that, it was not good. And Spoh <laughs> stuck with him all, all all fourth quarter and, and overtime. So. Oh, you know, he can uh, he also can put the ball down and get to the hoop. But it's going to get lost. That's true. Um, because of the way the game ended on the Josh Hart three. But man, Max hit that amazing three-pointer to tie things up with like six seconds left. And he was it was yeah. like, you know, for football terms, he was in triple coverage, man. Like uh like you know, that's uh that was that was really impressive. So like I, I think majority-wise he's been decent. And even Duncan came in and hit a few good ones. He's not the player that he was a few years ago, and he might never be that player in Miami again, but you know, it's uh it's you know, it's definitely kind of shows that there's still value there to be traded and like we can speculate, and I mean that's what podcasts are for, right? Uh, we, we could we could pretty much speculate the the rest of the night. Um, but you know, I think I think at this point the season either go can go one or two two ways. It's 50-50. Either Miami pulls it together, they show like, oh yeah, we have chemistry because we've been playing together for the last three years, and you know uh, they start making a run, and uh, you know these close games start to disappear, and Miami starts winning them by almost ten points, or they un you know unfortunately start to tank. It's you know it's really kind of one or the other. And uh, if that's the case, I think uh, that's when things start to change. But you know they the big report that came out all summer was when Miami was happy with this team. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just optics and you know and I I, I I doubt they're thrilled about not getting Donovan Mitchell or Kevin Durant. 
You know, I think uh, I think a lot of stuff happened. Like, look, I have no sources here. Uh, you, you know, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Surya has the sources. He can confirm or deny. But uh, you know, it's 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 uh, it's hard to it's hard to believe they weren't in the running for that kind of thing. So I don't think the off season went according to plan, and I think we're suffering for it now. But that's not to say this thing can be fixed. At Pat Riley's age, the man desperately wants another championship before he calls it a day. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know i think i think something's gonna happen and it is still early in the season and like they're not all bad like uh, miami could easily start winning home games and then we're talking about a very different team but you know okay but if the team doesn't get it together oh then you kind of make a move. do they because i mean there's a lot of money committed to to some of these players i mean you're talking about more than 30 for butler and bam Almost thirty for for Kyle. Duncan is making seventeen. Yeah, uh, Tyler Hero. This is the last the, the last year. You're getting a, a bargain rate. Then next year it goes up to twenty seven well, million. When do you start looking at the future? You know, it's like uh, at this point with the contracts, Tyler and Bam are clearly the future of the Heat. You know, Jimmy Jimmy is the guy. You know, he's the star of the team right now. But yeah, I'm not. God, I'm not saying that you trade Jimmy Butler. Um, you know, you don't know. say that. Yeah. No, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that. But I look at the core of the Heat, and it's Jimmy, Hero, and Bam. I think at that point, if you're struggling, those are your three untouchables, and mm-hmm. you, you can do whatever right. you want with the rest. Yeah, and you can't trade Hero for this year, or I think you can, but it's like really hard. It's yeah, like the whole poison pill. Poison um, pill. Yeah, um, exactly. yeah, I mean, I will just say quickly here that. It's a problem that we knew this was an issue all off-season long. And as you said, Brandon, what we heard from podcasts was the Heat like their team. That's what George Sedano said when he was on with Zach Lowe over the summer. The Heat like their team. And they were liking the possibility of having Caleb Martin as the starting power forward. Um, We see, you know, they lost the rebounding battle again last night to the Charlotte Hornets. Um. Yeah, they need to get bigger. They, I mean, PJ Tucker is six five, but he at least can grab boards. He at least can guard up. Uh. So yeah, this is an issue that they had staring at them in the face all off season, and we had heard that PJ Tucker was going to the Sixers from pretty much before f- free agency even opened, and the NBA opened opened a tampering investigation into the Sixers and punished them for it. I'm still pissed. Though. I'm still pissed that we don't have PJ Tucker on the team. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how he's doing with the with the Sixers. I know apparently because they haven't played well. Uh, Philly fans are upset that they paid him that money, but I mean, PJ Tucker was so good for the Heat last year. I mean, I know he got hurt in the playoffs, uh, did not play in the second half of Game Seven, but I mean, you look at what he was doing. You know, what is he like? Thirty eight now. He's probably yeah. thirty eight now, um, but you know that. That one year that he did have, he was more than just the guy who, spot, who spots up in the corner. He was rolling to the basket, going, getting floaters. He was, as I, I mean, he was playing backup five in the in the playoffs because Deadman was yeah. unplayable in, in certain parts. So you he, lose him and you don't replace him. He's down um, statistically from uh, seven point six points with the Heat to five point five points. Yeah, and then, uh, rebounding wise from five point five to four point five. Man's still shooting exceptionally from three, though. Forty-five uh, percent right now. Uh, yeah, and it's, shots and it's per game, though. Two. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. not about the numbers for PJ. I think he just brings 
you know, these sort of a, a, a mentality, yeah, uh, heat mentality. He he he's a bruiser. He's just that kind of a player. But um, and I think he's a I think he's a good veteran. But is this another case of of a, yet again a player like like a James Johnson that that or Dion Waiters that, that he got the best out of him? And at, at his age, I don't know. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. he could he could be playing great right now for the Heat, but maybe maybe he's not playing that good. Maybe he's not as effective. Maybe he's like Dwayne Dedman that has a good couple of good games, and sometimes he just doesn't. He just doesn't have it. Yeah, yeah. it's true. I mean, like it's the it's the age too. Miami Miami's at a weird point where it's like either we're contending or not and going after guys who are in their late thirties is probably not the right. best call at the moment, mm-hmm. especially if, if the heat are lamenting that they, they, they don't have a six, five, you know, 37 year old uh, power <laughs> forward anymore. That That's the difference maker to, to win the, a championship. Then I, I think that's a little delusional. I think, I think the heat need, need more than that. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, you guys want to close up? I think uh, yeah. I, I I like what we talked about today. Um, I'm really interested to see what happens this weekend, and uh, I mean we'll be back to discuss it again, and hopefully we'll be a little bit more positive uh, when we do come back <laughs> yeah. next week. But I mean, this is this is where sports are fun, you know. Like not everything, you know. It, we haven't greatest fans of Miami Heat. They're an incredibly stable organization who have seen pretty much nothing but success over the last mm-hmm. decade. And we're two yeah, we're spoiled. We're spoiled. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's like you, you see Twitter, you'd think the world was crumbling, but yeah, um, <laughs> you, you know, it's it's one of those things where yeah, we are spoiled fan base, and but this is the stuff that's fun to talk about. This is the speculation and everything. So, look for everybody listening. Like, please comment. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. You know, uh, we're happy. We're happy to talk this out. I'm happy to defend some of my outlandish opinions and suggestions today. I suggested Hassan Whiteside come back to the team. I expect to hear some black for that. But at the same time, um, this was a blast as always. Uh, you can find us pretty much on all. Uh, thanks to Syria, you can find us pretty much on all the places where you get your podcasts. So hit us up on Spotify, hit us up on iTunes, and and a few others that I don't know. Um, but I'm sure we're there. Uh, but until next time, uh, this is Brandon Perno signing off. I will pass it to you guys to do the same. Yeah. Later. Thanks. <laughs> I, I hope uh, Diego, please come back like during a win. Yeah. Under, yeah. under better circumstances. Yeah. It, it really was a pleasure to talk to you and, and we always appreciate your insight sure. on the site as well. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. you always do a great job. Thank you. Appreciate it. I figured we were going to get Diego as the main cast member of this now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The more the merrier. The more the merrier, too. Yeah. I, I always appreciate Brandon's insight. And, and Matt, uh, Brandon, you've been doing a great job with the podcast with Matt as well. Uh, so hopefully we can do this again with all of us. Absolutely. Sure. Take care, everybody. Right, guys. Bye. Take care. All right, Bye. Until next time.